Episode 15, what an awesome episode this is as we begin the month of September looking at the question of why does God allow bad things to happen? So we talk about that tonight and we come to the conclusion that it is a powerful three-letter word of sin. And we're going to look at more examples as we go through the month of September. And this is no easy answer, but it's something that we have to begin to unpack and unfold. So I hope and pray that you look into this and you listen to this and you're encouraged through this. And maybe you can share this with someone because we all have this question when bad things happen. God, why do you allow that? Why, why does this happen? Why does that have to happen? But to kick off the episode and, and through all out the episode, we see a very tired Andrew. We hear a very tired Andrew who has not done anything uh, as far as resting on Labor Day. He has labored on Labor Day and he is very tired. So we'll hear all about that and we'll also hear about Micah having a kind of embarrassing moment in the gym. And then also we will look at Labor Day in relation to the Enneagram numbers. So where do you find yourself? Check it out. Episode 15. Episode now 15 of the one to five podcast. This is a Labor Day edition of the one to five podcast and Andrew is here and I know this for a fact because Labor Day brings about parties, barbecues, kind of the end of summer deal, no working. So I know the Nelsons have taken full advantage of this long extended holiday and there has been no working. Andrew, give us a report of all the relaxing that you and the Nelsons did this weekend. Well, it's called Labor Day for a reason. I mean, it's the word labor is in it. So, I mean, we labor. <laughs> so. Oh, man. So what you're telling me is y'all have worked all weekend long. Well, here's here's the deal. Here's the deal we work with the rental companies is like, because it's a holiday weekend, we get their machinery for an extra day at a little bit less cost because it's a holiday. So it's like, perfect weekend to get some stuff done. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I know this for a fact that actually Labor Day started in uh, New York City um, between some union workers that actually just kind of took an eight hour, I guess, quote unquote, strike to basically um, just celebrate, I guess you could say, the fact that they put so much work in. And then it expanded. They started having um, uh, basically celebrations and parades and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't know this. America's not the only one that celebrates Labor Day. All right. Really? So there's you. Yeah, there's you a bit of information. It's not just an American holiday. It's actually, it's, it's almost global, but it is actually known. And this is where I get appreciation from it. It's known as the working man's holiday. So like the blue collar, the, the, that middle class, the, you know, that's the ones who, 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 the ones who makes this world go around type thing. That That's the ones who this holiday is really for. So uh, we miss y'all today. I mean, most of the time y'all come over to the parents' place, you know, and, and we just cook gobs of food and it's eaten up and there's plates and trash and everything everywhere. It was not like that today. 
Um, we had a lot of the elderly there with us today. Uh, and the elderly that so much support this show are now going to totally hate this show because I said that. We just lost <laughs> half our viewers. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that y'all could see the man that I'm looking at on the screen as we're using Zoom. Andrew is covered in just grease and nasty. I mean, you look, you, you look, you look filthy. And 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 what I understand is on this Labor Day is your work is still not done. No, I, I've still got. Well, one, I got to get a homework assignment done before it's late, and then I've got to finish up this project. Mm. Um, so. Oh, it's been a ride. <laughs> yeah, listen to the pain in the man's face. Listen, just, I mean, in the man's just moaning. soul. And he's going back to state tomorrow because his classes don't start till two thirty. So, I know that I know that up until you have to leave tomorrow, it's going to be nothing but just rest for you. Sure. <laughs> you, you have to take a Sabbath, man. I swear you have to. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, that runs in your genes. I understand that. Um, but I do want you to know that we missed y'all today terribly, terribly. Um, but knowing that this is, and by the way, uh, I want to say this on the show we're here in, in, in the end of the segment, we're going to begin through the month of September talking about why does God allow bad things to happen? And we're going to kind of just unpack that question and just different things that I have people just tell me and ask me as a minister and, and, and just a person who teaches the word. Um, we're going to just unpack that. And it's a very real question. Um, I've asked that question before, you know, and I'm like, God, where are you at times, you know? And so we're going to unpack that a little bit later, but as we always do at the very beginning, we're just going to just kind of talk about some things. And so with this being Labor Day, of course, I have to look out into a, um, you know, and investigate and find these funny little Enneagram, uh, number things that tell us how we celebrate Labor Day. Okay. Now, and, and I've already got a, uh, I guess what I think you fall into. And I'm going to let you decide and then tell you what I think. Okay. So I don't think that you actually fall in the one category. Okay. I think you fall into one of your wings as well as do I. So we're just going to read through this. This is how the Enneagram numbers celebrate the birthday or not, not the birthday, celebrate Labor Day. Okay. <laughs> we we celebrated Andrew's birthday. Go check out that episode. That episode skyrocketed. It's one of the biggest episodes that we have, believe it or not. <laughs> So <laughs> that was a fun episode. So go back and listen to that. So we're, so we're going to start with number one, which Andrew is, and it says this, Labor Day weekend party. Here's how number one celebrate or would celebrate. Number ones will only go to the party if the number is under the limit. Now, the number in the COVID season that we are in, if that number is under the limit, so let's say that the limit is 50. If it is 51, the ones will not go. But if it is under 50, the ones will go. <laughs> I mean, I, I would, yeah, I mean, I probably would. <laughs> you would definitely be mindful of it. I know that for a fact. Yeah, I mean, we're going to obey the rules here. So. Yeah, there's a right and a wrong. <laughs> exactly. So, and here's number two, which um, the number two that we know, we know a bunch. Um, our boss man, Harry, is this. Here's number two. Number two looks forward to some fun and social time with close friends. Twos always love the party, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're always down. Yeah, and and that's why I'm not a two. <laughs> I am not that guy. Not either. Let me, let me just tell you this. Today at, at, at my mother's, a number of times, people tried to invite me to sit up closer to a table with them, and I'm like, no, I'm good. Sitting six and ten <laughs> feet away. 
I mean, the whole crowd was over here, and I was at one point sitting in a chair by myself at least 20 feet away. And I was perfectly fine, okay? <laughs> Not the twos. Not the twos. All right. The threes. Threes plans a party so they have control over the fun and flow. Now, mm -hmm. Uncle Rob is a three. Now, he – I know this for a fact that whenever, you know, we watch Alabama football games down at Charles' house, Uncle Rob loves to have it at his house. He does yeah. not like to have it anywhere else. No. And that's so that he can control the flow, the food, and how everything goes, right? Yeah, and he's got his people that he really relies on, like you with the remote and the, and the, and the sound and everything. If, if you've got it, Rob knows it's under control. Exactly. <laughs> that's why we don't let Brian have it. You know, so I've, I've taken control of that. Gala has control of it. I have control of it. Brian cannot touch it because no. Brian wants to hear the commercials. But Rob says, now i got to have the party at my, my house. Here are the fours, which this is old number Wade here, says this. No, the fours want to know how many people will be attending and who's on the guest list. <laughs> how many people will be attending and who's on the guest list? Because if there's somebody there that they don't want to associate with, the four will try to find a way out of it. No, they won't go. I mean, that's they won't not go. <laughs> they're going to be there. No, I'm not going. <laughs> uh, the fives, the cool people. The fives say this. They will go for an hour as long as they can leave when time is up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like to hang out too long, you know. I mean, you know, once my, my talking partner, Brian, left today, I was ready to go home too. So, <laughs> but, I, but I'll say this. I'll, out of that, I probably wing more of uh, on, my, on my wing, which is a four. I land there. I want to know who's there, and I want to know who's attending and, and who else is on the guest list. Not that it's going to necessarily say I'm not going to go, but so that I can prepare myself for who's going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree. I agree with that. Like, I got a plan. Like, okay, what's my what's what's my what's my wow face? And I walk in and see somebody that I quote unquote don't know is going to be there. You know, your wow face. Now nobody else can see it, but let me just see your wow face right here, just real quick. Oh, hey, buddy, how are you? I haven't seen you in a while. You know, so like, fake. That is so no fake. <laughs> but you line a four, so I can I can understand you getting that. Yeah, all right. So here's number six. The six is out there. The six is decides that it's safer to just grill at home with just the family. <laughs> COVID is too much of a risk. Yeah, <laughs> Lee. Six is, six is stay at home. Um, here are the sevens. Oh, my goodness. They want a party, and they want a lot of it. Oh, Miss Aubrey is a seven. The sevens brings the fun drink, dip, or dessert, and can't wait to catch up. Yep. Always looking for a party. Yeah. Always looking for a party. Yeah. Now, they're not going to host it, but they're definitely going to be there, or they want to be invited. Yeah. Here are the eights, and I know a boo-coodle of a bunch of eights. I said Gayla a while ago, she is definitely an eight. Eight wants to see the guest list before they commit to going. So there you go, an eight and a four, much alike. They want to see that guest list before they commit to going. Now, yeah. I'll say this about Gayla. I know Gayla enough to say that that's not hers. Gayla doesn't care. Wherever there's a party, Gayla probably wings to that seven side. She's going to bring the fun stuff and go. Um, but there are definitely eights that I know that are like, ah, I'm not going to go if that person's there. Um, definitely not going to commit to it. And the nines, which juicy. This is the man here. Nines come reluctantly, hoping they don't have to stay too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Cause I, I, I've had this talk with him before. He'll go, I don't really want to go. And then we get there and he has a blast. I'm mm -hmm. like, you, it, this is every time juicy. Every time. <laughs> so out of that, out of that, you know, would you say that you definitely land on one, you're hardcore, or do you wing more to the two? Or do you wing more to the nine? 
or are you lining pretty hard to a four? What would you say out of all of that, uh, if you can remember any of it? I would say I would say more to a nine because mm -hmm. like if I don't know the guest list, like like I don't want to go, but I'll go. But I'm like, oh, kind of kind of reluctant. I right, end so, up having a blast, so it's not. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Fourth of July, you was laid back in the in the uh, in the inner tube. You know, well, just yeah. laid back as king. I was expecting you to show up today and just be have that King Royal Ric Flair treatment. I wish I did. Golly. I you don't look something. like Ric Flair right now. You look like Ric Flair just after a bad just weekend. woke up from a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the Enneagram on a party. So hopefully all of our listeners can find themselves there. I would definitely say I lean more to that four side. I'd be interested to see what Wade would say, what he would do, but I, I think he would land on the four hardcore. I would wing more. Yeah. Um, so that, that's just always fun to do. We are a one to five podcast, which deals with the Enneagram, even though we're not a full Enneagram show. I do have to share this quick story that happened to me. I, I always have these embarrassing, I guess, stories that I share. But um, this, you know, I've been getting back in the gym, doing a lot better and banging and clanging, you know, trying to get this 34 year old body in 24 year old shape. You know, I got... <laughs> I got two girls. There's going to be, they're going to be bringing punks into the house in a few years. So I've got to look, you know, somewhat intimidating and like I can still go around. All right. I'm trying to stay there. And, and, you know, anyway, so I, I just got done with my workout. This happened Friday and, you know, uh, everybody had left the gym except for just a few that I randomly see. Well, there's this one guy that always comes in there and I don't even know his name. We never talk. I mean, we see each other. It's high by type thing. So as I'm coming out of the dressing room, of course, me, the way I walk and the way I go places, it is so like I am on a mission. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. I am full Stone Cold Steve Austin, not even looking around. I am marching towards the mission. Okay. So as I come out of the bathroom and I come around and make eye contact with him, he's putting on a weight belt. Okay. And it's not big enough. <laughs> and he looks at me with just like, <clears throat> like a just like a goofy look on his face. And I do, in my mind, I do something that I don't even think about. A, I don't give him a lot because I'm on a mission and, and we don't talk. So I, I barely acknowledge him, okay? And that's a typical me. That's a typical five. And I know I probably get the your snooty thing. But then I gave a, like a smirk, like, and then when I walked away, I was like, did I just secretly tell him he was fat? You know what I'm saying? Because I was just like, Ugh. When he laughed, because I was just like, Ugh. you know, like. But, but he laughed. He laughed first, and I feel like that gave me an okay to laugh as well, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You're fine. If if they initiate it, you're good. So I mean, like, if he would have said, "Man, I'm too fat for this," I could have agreed and said, "Yeah, you are," because <laughs> without the words, that's what I said. I'd have just laughed. <laughs> that's all I, I did. Know, I don't know if I'd have been like, "Yeah, you're right," or you know, I don't know, but I'm like, yeah. I mean, there was a part of me. Now, of course, I didn't do this. But as I'm heading out the door, I'm like, man, I really need to turn around to that guy and be like, that's funny, or it's happened to me, which it really happened, or or I don't know, or maybe that's a kid's size. I don't know what to say. But in that moment, I was just like, I gave him, first of all, I gave him nothing. And then I gave him the, you're right, you're too fat for that thing. And And I felt so terrible because that's not what I wanted to do because – I know I've already got that aura of you're snooty, you know, you're, or you think you're better than everybody. I know I already have that aura because I'm just not interacting with you. And so when I give that <laughs> laugh, I mean, 
first of all, it was a stupid laugh, too. That's another thing. So. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't know what would have been worse. If you'd have turned around and been like, hey, oh, yeah, that's a kid's belt. I don't know what's worse. Is it going, like, agreeing with him or going, oh, you got a kid's belt? Yeah, or should I have walked over and found an adult belt and handed it to him? I don't know. I mean, uh, but I just, I struggled with that. And I was like, that's something that, like, you don't, I don't handle those interactions well. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm landing on the fact that he laughed first, which gave me an open door to laugh as well. And yeah. we shared that moment and that encounter. And I'm going to probably see him tomorrow and we're not even going to look at each other type thing. But it was one of those moments where it's like, I didn't have time to react as to what to properly do. <laughs> and I feel like I agreed with him that he was way too fat to put on that belt. That's maybe so um but i don't want to be that guy you know i, I don't I, i'm not a snooty person i am a person that is like very withdrawn i'm very uh closed off and i don't force myself on people and i can walk by you without saying hey but it's not anything of me being thinking i'm better than you or anything but it is just like all right if i don't have to get like too much to get to know you or in conversation. That's better for me. I'm on a mission going somewhere. So, um, but we all know that you're on your own fitness journey with a bicycle, right? Oh yeah. Oh man, I, I tear that thing up. I fixed it the other day, man. I've I've rode three, four, five miles the other day. You know, all out in the neighborhood. Are you telling the truth? Yeah, straight up. Straight up. You are on the bicycle. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's all it's up and going. Now, I, now here's the problem. Now. I got to be careful because if I hit the wrong button, that chain's gone. I mean, <laughs> that thing's getting stuck in the middle. I'm not getting it out. I have to walk the rest of the way home. And you're not doing that, are you? No. <laughs> Keep it in well, one gear and just roll on. <laughs> so you got your bike fixed, and it is now the road to what, 180? That was what Juicy always said, road to 180, you know? Uh, and my frame won't allow that, but, I mean, it's the road <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> There is this bet. I'm sure I told you. I'll say this very quickly. We got to get going. But there's this bet that Harry and Wade have made. All right. <laughs> that by Christmas time, Wade is going to be 180 pounds. Okay. Now, 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 Wade's not a not a fat dude. He's not POW. He, I mean, he's he's a block. He would tell you that. I am just <laughs> a block. Okay. SpongeBob SquarePants. Think of Wade. <laughs> he's got a beefy frame. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't beef. even say Patrick Star. Pa Patrick Star would be you know, fat, but I'm saying Lumber. he's a flock. <laughs> yeah. and, and so they made a bet. Now this has been a month ago <laughs> that by Christmas time, Wade would be 180. Now Wade puts a asterisk by that and says, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to stay 180. Harry has now kind of rebuttal because he thinks that if Wade got on it, that he could really lose the weight. Harry has now said um, that I, that he said that he, that you had to lose it and stay there. All right. So Wade start, you know how Wade does. He gets on these kicks. He'll drop down and start doing push-ups out of the middle of nowhere. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> the next thing you see, he's tearing down some some gummy worms or gummy frogs or a whole thing of ice cream. You know, and and then Energy. but 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 like you know, I saw Wade the other day, and I mean, he doesn't look half bad. So I don't know if he's doing anything. I don't know if this bet's still on. And so I think I'm the only one that cares anything about this bet. But <laughs> Wade Wade has adopted that juicy road to 180 so yeah. i don't hey, know now he did i did talk to him today at lunch he did say that he texted this other guy that we know uh for a workout plan so he may be getting after it who knows oh me tell me he went to pie factory and tore down a salad i can't tell you that <laughs> <laughs> he, he tore down a calzone didn't he 
tore down a 10 inch pizza. Pepperoni <laughs> at that. Okay, I can't laugh. I can't. I tore down so much food today. I can't even see straight. So, anyways, that's uh, that's our fitness blog for the day. But um, so uh, that's that's kind of the catch of the week. Nothing much has happened. I mean, work's going full throttle. I'm sure Mississippi State is keeping you very busy. Obviously, Nelson Manor down there is keeping you very busy. And uh, so you got a busy week this week, busy night. So we got to get going. But um, so on the other side of this break, we're going to come back and talk about the question: Why does God allow bad things to happen? And we're going to be open and transparent as we can. So what we hope to do is expose that question that we've all had. And Andrew's, we were talking earlier, he said it before, I've said it before, God, where are you? Why are you allow this to happen? So we're going to dissect that and let that open on the other side of this break. You need stumps grinded? You just call one to five and we'll take care of you. Andrew, for all your stump grinding needs. All right, welcome back. So we are about to bust open the question, why does God allow bad things to happen? And Andrew, I guess where I landed on this is because I have a lot of students and a lot of people, frankly, that are either on the line of, of following Christ or, or just totally rejecting him or just all out atheist, and they just come up and say, I would believe in God, except I see all this bad stuff in the world. And they say this phrase, how could a loving God allow bad things to happen? Have you ever heard that before from yeah. anybody? Yeah, I have. And, and, and that's a hard question to answer quickly. You know what I'm saying? Like there are some things in, in, that you can look at in the Bible or explain and boom, you can answer it back like that. But this is one that takes a lot more layers, all right? And, and, and it takes a looking, stepping back and looking at it, I guess you can say. Yeah. And so what I want to do is through the month of September <laughs> is to really, 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 you know, look at it big picture and, and try to dissect and try to bring out people that suffered in the Bible. Try to bring out the things where people obviously could have asked God, where are you in this moment? Um because here's the thing that I don't want to do through this. I don't want to shame anybody and say, well, you shouldn't ask that question. And I also don't want to look at it as if you have such little faith when you ask that question. Sometimes, sometimes we, we as believers, we even wonder like, God, you know, where are you? Why does this person have to continue to suffer? Why do I have to continue to suffer? Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't take much to, to look around in this world and see some bad things that, that, that happen. Um, for me, here's, here's just some that, that, that I, would, I would look at. Here, just a few weeks ago when school started, there was a senior from a local high school that was on her way to her first day of school, senior year. I don't know what happened in the car. I don't know if she was texting. I don't know any of those details. But she, her and a garbage truck collided, mm -hmm. and she lost her life. And that's a very sensitive issue. I understand that. But you step back and you're like, you look at everything. You're like, senior year. You know, it's a, it's a girl, a teenage girl, senior year. You look at the pain of the parents. Harry actually ran into the garbage truck driver unknowingly and asked about it. And the garbage truck driver said, yeah, it was me. And I did everything I could. And, and so you could, he said you could see pain in his face. And so... In that instant, when it's something like that, how do you answer that question when somebody says, why does God allow this to happen? Her yeah. senior year, you know? Yeah. Um, when, when a little baby 
um, has health issues and dies young. We know people that have had miscarriages or, you know, have had kids to die. Um, I know a guy, I've, I've shared this story before with you, Andrew. I know a guy that I met years ago that was in a band that we saw when I was in youth group that his daughter, who was eight years old, all of a sudden he's off and, and doing ministry in Romania and, uh, on a trip and his daughter develops tumors in her brain and come and he's having to rush home and they pray over her. These are faithful, you know, radical believers. They pray over her, pray over her, pray over her, but she ends up passing away a few months later. Where is God in that instance? You know, do you ever hear any of those stories? I mean, maybe without naming names or anything like that, that just stands out to you that just like hits you hard. I do. There was a kid. Um, I tell you what, it was, um, no, I'm not going to say this, but there was a kid I knew from school and freshman year, freshman year of college, I think it was the first semester. I'm pretty sure. Nope. Second, excuse me. Second. Uh, his, I think his dad had sold um, all the steel to the, to Mississippi state to build the baseball stadium. Right. Dad's high up first year, freshman year, his dad dies just out of the blue. Nothing happened. And there's no answers to that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I checked on him and everything. Man, you good? Like, you all right? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. And I, you know, you know, he had to wonder, like, you know, this is this this was my freshman year of college. It was supposed to be, you know, it was supposed to be rough because college is rough. But but you had to make it worse now that my dad's gone. Right. And there's no telling what he has to, you know, pick up the slack for helping his mom or doing something else like that. You know. Right. Right. So I mean, I, I have no doubt that he's just, you know, he's wondering. And then the doctors don't even know either, like the right. cause of his death. And that's what's frustrating too. Like at least like, at least like we know like a natural cause in some instances, but when, when it's one of those that they just drop dead, it's like, dang, it's like, okay. Yeah. Um, another one I remember, um, I'm sure everybody around here knows, uh, this family, uh, I guess it was the mother, um, great singer at a church and everything, uh, just, drop dead one day no answers and and we all kind of wonder you know what what was with that you know they had a bunch of kids a bunch and they were young too so it's like you and then you take it's like kids are hurting the husband's hurting the church is hurting everybody else is hurting why you know why yeah i saw a picture of a kid the other day that i think he started fourth grade i don't know but he's from a local town around here that during one of the tornadoes, I don't know if it was last year, I don't know, I can't remember when it was. I remember the story, but I don't remember when the tornadoes came. But both of his parents were killed in that tornado. Now, he was rushed to UAB, and it showed a picture of him starting fourth grade. Well, his parents, you know, obviously are deceased. And so you just think about that. There's an innocent kid, and now he's dealing with great loss. Don't you know that he's going to carry the question on his mind and his heart God, where are you? Why did you allow this to happen? And 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 I can think of, of just, I mean, there, there's all kinds of stories. And, and it doesn't have to be necessarily a loss of life. It could be things like, you know, God, why did you allow my, my parents or, or why did you allow me to lose my job? Why did you allow me to, uh, I mean, deal with someone wronging me, stabbing me in the back or doing something physically against me? Why did you allow that abuse to happen to me? Um, and those are, I, I think those are legitimate questions. And here's something I want to carefully say, but, but I mean it. 
God is big enough to field those questions, okay? And he's not running from those questions. And I don't believe that he would shame you for having those questions. Where I think we go wrong is when we allow those questions to push us away from God and totally deny his existence altogether. What I believe that that question of where are you, God, what, what, during this battle, or why do you allow this stuff to happen, I believe that should shift our eyes to him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I sit there and I think back to our story with, I hate to go back to, to Ruth and Boaz and all that, but, you know, when they moved to a foreign land, you know, the three men out of that family dropped dead and there's three widows left. Well, God, where are you? Well, you know, if we're standing there in that moment when all three of those men die, that's easy to ask, but we're able to step back in that book and see the rest of the story and we see exactly where God was. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But in this moment of time and in, in the pain and in the grief, we can't see that. We can't see miles down the road. All right. But what I what I think that that question should make us do, or I hope that it makes us do, and what I want to get any listener that listens to this podcast to do is to to look to God in that instance. And that's what I want this whole podcast to do. You know, because we're not some theological, you know, brainiacs or anything. But what I want to do is turn people, you know, towards the goodness of God. Um, and so we're going to start opening that up. And and over the next few weeks after this, we're going to we're going to open up different books. I'm sure we'll venture into Job and we'll find some other sufferings that that happens. But tonight, I just want to answer the baseline of it. OK. And the reason that there is even bad things in this world is is a simple three letter word that I think that we've made so lightly these days, and that's sin. Now, and what I mean by that is this. I don't mean that necessarily your sin allows bad things. I I don't necessarily mean that every time you sin, God is chalking up and saying, okay, well, I'm going to send this tornado or I'm going to send this. Now, there are times that that happens. Now, let let me just give a quick, just very surface level example. If I drink and I drive drunk and I, you know, kill somebody or kill myself, that's a result of my sin, an instant result. Got me? But I'm talking about the whole framework being fractured to where there is bad things is a simple word, and that's that's sin, all right? So where I want to go back to is, and it's no, anybody who knows me and you, you're laughing now, is Genesis. And the reason is, is because you can go through Genesis chapter one, and you can see how it is perfection laid out. Think about it. Each time God creates, he creates, you know, stars, planets, he creates... Uh, plants, animals. He creates all of this stuff. And each time he steps back and what does he say? It is good. God says it. It is good. All right. Now here's my, here's, here's just my basis. Just thought it, it, God declares it's good. If something is good there, that means there has to be a what? If something's good, that means there has to be a bad, right? Right. Do you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And and that forms a whole other question. Well, then why did God even create bad? Okay, and I want to say this. God did not create bad, okay? Yeah. What I want to say is this, is that God, now, now there are going to be some people that theologically disagree with me on this, and that's okay. Um, God allowed that free will, okay? Now, they're, they're automatically, we've probably lost some people there, all right? Because there are some people that believe that, you know, God determines every, 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 everything, okay? And if you want to go along that school of 
if you go along that school of thought that God, you know, makes every single, 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 single thing happen, then you've got to come to a place to say that the reason bad stuff happens is for God's plan, not mine. And where, where, I, where I land on that is Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. So if you want to flip over there right quick. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, if anybody's flipping along with us, I'll read it here right quick once I find it. By the way, I wasn't a good Bible drill person when I was young. I was always amazed. One of, one of the best, uh, she was in the youth group with us, Jenna Waldrop, was one of the best people I have ever met in my entire life. Go to Malachi. Boom, there. No, no big deal. It's insane. so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts so um the the truth about it is right there is, is the fact that if you're in that school of thought that there is no free will that that god is in absolute control of every single thing even people's choices okay then you have to go alongside that thing when you're talking about why does bad things happen and it's because god's ways are higher god's thoughts are higher and so every all of this is working out in his plan which I, I agree with that and and i know that his ways are higher than mine and that that all of this even the bad stuff is working alongside in his plan but i'll say this i do believe that god is absolutely sovereign and i, I do believe god knows our choices but i don't believe that god is this wicked puppet master up there not we shouldn't say wicked i don't believe that god is this puppet master up there that is forcing us to make certain choices. Yeah. Where do you land on that? Just that issue. Um, I got it's less loaded, but I think God gives us a choice. I mean, I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not really sorry. Excuse me. I'm not sorry for that. Um, <laughs> God gives us a choice. He gave Adam and Eve choice in the beginning, and I think that's. And then and then if you look. If, if 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 we were all programmable to love God, then it wouldn't be genuine. I agree with that. And that's exactly where I land. That's exactly where I land. Because then if, I mean, and because, of course, I, I, I will say this. God knows who and who's not going to come to him. God is all-knowing. But it is also our choice, too. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's any surprise to him if if somebody doesn't, Come to the faith. I don't think it's any surprise if somebody does come to the faith. Um, right, I think that's right. only surprising to us because uh, because we're quick to label people for well, their God, their their lost cause. They'll never they'll never know. Well, then boom, it's like oh wow, I don't know that. But say God never. But that's the choice, is what I'm saying. Right, I agree with that, and and I think that's why you you begin to see in there in the Bible. First of all, with Adam and Eve, you see that the tree is put there to emphasize the importance of obedience and God, God, that's a common theme and thread through the Bible is about obedience, the importance of obeying God. And then he says in, in John, that if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. Well, that puts the choice on us. It's not like, like he doesn't, there is no love when you're programmed to love somebody. Right. That, that's not, that's not love. If I'm, if I look at my wife and I say, I love you, therefore I'm, I'm programmed to, I don't choose to. Well, that's not love. 
And that means that Christ was programmed to go to the cross, that he didn't choose to go to the cross. He chose to go to the cross and he chose to die. Christ did. He had to give up his life in order to die. All right. So that was his choice. It wasn't a programmable thing. And, and, and I know we're kind of getting, getting off, but I, wanna, uh, I want people to understand that, that God is not this person, number one, that just spins all of this and just steps back and he doesn't have control. God has absolute control. But in the same breath, I don't believe that God is one that just is just flipping switches left and right and, and, and people are robots and just carrying out this, you know, this deal. So, so what I wanted to get across to this is sin is in the picture because God gave us free will, free will to choose. He gave, he gave the heavens free will to choose. Therefore, that's why when Satan chose that he wanted to be worshipped and that he was the source of the light, that's why God cast him. And, and the rest of the angels that followed Satan, they chose to follow Satan. So that free will, boom, was cast, you know, cast, cast down right there. And so there are times um, that our choices immediately affect um, with sin. But, but, but then when I, when I go back to say this, why do bad things happen is because sin is in the picture. Sin is in the picture. Everything was absolutely perfect in the beginning of Genesis. Everything. Uh, I, I spoke just the other day about how um, man and woman never wanted anything. They had everything. They had God's presence, and everything was good. After God created mankind, he said everything is good. When he created marriage between man and woman, he said it is very good. And so everything is in perfect shalom, peace. And then in chapter 3 of Genesis, you begin to see Satan. Here he comes, the influencer. And he begins to tempt Adam and Eve. We know the story. All right. And Eve gives in to her temptation, her choice. She says, yes, I want this. Boom. The minute she disobeys God, the minute she disobeys God, sin enters the picture. Now, now I want to say this. There was an intention of her heart already there. She was already intending to sin. She was intending to, to fill out her flesh. Adam went the same route. So the minute that happened, all of a sudden, the earth went from perfect shalom, perfect peace, perfect everything, to fractured in a second. So before we get to that, I, I, want, I really like to pick people's brain about this. What do you ever think? Do you ever take your mind back to what life was like for Adam and Eve? I mean, how everything was perfect and they wanted nothing. They had it all. Can you, can you even think about that, Andrew? Oh, that would be amazing uh, to have everything taken care of, everything you need. You ain't got, you don't have to like break your back over everything, anything at all. It's just, it's there. I really don't, I don't, I can't compare that to anything. No oh, Nelson, bad luck. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh. Oh. So think about, think about this. Think about a number one existing in that utopia. Think about you having the rules and you having the, this is the plan and the black and the white. I mean, a one existing there, never having to come up with their own plan. You didn't have to come up with your own plan. You know, you just did what God said and you had to work. And you had to do yeah. that. <laughs> just taken care of. Oh, one paradise. Oh, man. <laughs> so I think about that a lot. And I think about how they didn't want for anything. There was nothing bad. Think about our biggest enemy. Think about mankind biggest enemy it's not sin it's the result of sin which is what death think about it. that's the biggest thing that haunts us everything else we're pretty much invincible 
but we always have that dark cloud of I could do this and die, you know, or um, our biggest fear is having someone to die. I mean, that's, that's a big fear of ours, you know, waking up and not having that person again. So death is always that dark cloud now on the other side of the fall that hangs over us. Imagine not even knowing the word death. I mean, and that's where Adam and Eve were. I mean, because, because God said your, your eyes will be opened and, and, and if you eat from this, you'll surely die. God said that. Imagine when they heard that word die, they were like, what is that? Yeah. You know, because they didn't know there were, were no dead plants. There were no dead animals. There was no death. Death didn't exist. But the minute I'm telling you, the minute sin enters the picture, so does death. Why? Because the result of sin is death. The result of sin is death. Now, we all all the time do think of it as a physical death. And, and, and yes, that's a result. But it's even deeper than that. The result of sin is a spiritual death, spiritual death, because the minute you sin, you are separated from that holy God. All right. And that's where creation, that's where mankind found themselves on the other side of this. See, because whenever sin entered the picture for Adam and Eve, it didn't just ruin it for Adam and Eve. It ruined it for all of creation. See, there was no earthquakes. There were no tornadoes. There were no floods. There was none of that. Animals didn't eat other animals. None of that. And now everything's fractured. And, and the Bible literally says that creation is groaning. So what are some ways that you see the effects of sin maybe in, in creation? Let's just go creation. Let's not even go to the human side of things. What are some things that you see that stick out to you? Like, man, that is, that's what it's pointing to. That's what sin is pointing to right there. The easiest thing is all the hurricanes and stuff happening. Yeah. Of course, I, of course I haven't, I don't know what it was like 100 years ago, and it may have always been like this. But the severity, the frequency, and everything else, like, you know, the intensity of storms. Like, have you ever have you ever just sat out on the porch and just watched the storm? Just yeah. watch it roll up? Man, it's intense. And I don't know if it's gotten more intense over time, but those storms getting, I guess, meaner and meaner clearly points that the creation is groaning for a, uh, I guess, a new earth, I guess. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look out in California right now and they are literally, I mean, and every year they go through this, but they're literally on fire. I mean, wildfires are just spreading. I mean, it's destruction everywhere. And so you look at that and, and fire is one of those natural elements. You look at that and that's just creation is groaning. You know, you look at just some of the crazy things that happen in this world. Um, and I mean, you can look through the COVID season, the way viruses are spreading and, and things like that. I mean, th this is nothing but a result of sin fragmenting everything. All right. And so from the good, evil is now obviously blatant there. And we have now knowledge of it. And that's what God meant. Once you, you once you, once your eyes are open, you know the difference between good and evil. Before sin, Adam and Eve didn't know evil even existed. All they knew was good. That's all they knew. But the minute sin enters the picture, there comes that three-letter word of bad. So that's where we stand. Why does God allow evil to happen? Why does God allow bad things to happen? And the point-blank answer, I mean, and just the nutshell, and, and here's the thing. I don't ever want to leave anybody just here. But the point-blank answer is because of sin. And that's why bad things happen. That's why God allows bad things. Some people would say, well, why didn't God eliminate it? Well, he did. He defeated it through Christ, but it takes time 
for because what he's waiting on now is for people to turn to Jesus Christ. And every single day we have breath in our lungs and he does not send his son to get us back. That 100% is mercy upon the fallen world for people to turn to Christ. Okay. So we need to be thankful for that and not just be like, well, God, you know, come now. I mean, we got to understand that every single day it's another lost person coming home. Um, but, but the reason he allows bad things to happen for me is, is to, to turn people towards Jesus. Yeah. But I'm afraid there's a lot of times that it happens the other way. People rebel. Wow. That's, that's a great way to put it. New mer- it, it is, the reason he doesn't come back is mercy on us every day. That's awesome. I like the way you put that. Yeah. And, 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 and that's the case. And we all know lost people. I mean, I'm sure you know a bunch of them down at state. I mean, being in college, I mean, it's, it's just a powder keg of, of different people. And you know people that all out reject him or either claim that they're you know followers, but they're really not. You know those people. I know those people. And every single day that God allows in this world, as fallen as it is, is his mercy and his goodness saying there's something better than this. Yeah. Um, and, and where I have um, <clears throat> kind of looked at, at this situation, going back to the guy I met that lost his daughter to the brain tumors, I don't know him personally, so I don't know like day-to-day conversations. I know what I've seen on social media and what he's put out, but I have not seen a man waver in his faith at all. What I've seen is a man say, God, this is too much for me to handle. This is painful. This is my, my daughter of eight years. I only had her eight years. This, is, this hurts. And so, God, I need something bigger than myself, bigger than this pain. And you're the only one that's bigger, you know? And that's where I think about that kid, too, that lost both of his parents in the tornado I pray that there's a godly man and woman that sits him down and says, there is somebody that will be an amazing father to you that will hold close to you like a mother. There is someone that is bigger than this pain that you're dealing with. Not saying that it's going to be any easier, but saying that there is someone greater and there is a promise of hope and that's God. And God's bigger than the cancer. God's bigger than the house fire. God's bigger than anything you can think of that's bad. God's bigger than that. But to say that God is hands off, not involved, I believe that's wrong. Yeah. Um, And there's a thousand questions we can come up with, you know, about God. Why did you allow this? This person's innocent. Why? God, how can you be in this? But God is always right there in the suffering for us to reach to, Mm -hmm. reach to. Um, never, um, of course, we look at Super Paul, I guess, but you, you can't help but wonder all those Christians asking God, why, why are you letting this man kill us mm-hmm. and happen? But yeah. you've noticed when they ask those questions, God didn't answer them. It took time. It, uh, it took time for God to work his plan and everything else to fall into place for Paul to be the, the gospel carrier he was. Because we never see it when we're in it. That's right. That's right. And so I can think many a times that they were like, yeah, you're like you said, like, God, why this guy? Why are you allowing this? Why are you allowing your church to be persecuted the way it is? And now why are you allowing this guy to rise to the prominence that he's in? Why are you allowing all this bad stuff? And, and, somehow his glory is always in it even as horrible as it looks to us 
I do want to share this in, in talking about sin is, is, is the culprit to this bad stuff. And we know that God does not, God's not okay with sin. God did not create sin. God is not one who walks around and, and, and causes people to sin. That God is the one who comes in and stomps out and defeats sin. He's against sin. He's everything that sin is not. So we cannot say that God and sin is in the same sentence unless it's God's victorious over sin. But I do want to read this in Mark 7, 20, and it says this. I just thought it was interesting. It may go well with tonight. Jesus said this, that which proceeds out of the man, that is that which defiles the man. From within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, fornications, thefts, murders, adulteries, deeds of coveting, wickedness, as well as deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things proceed from within and defile the man. So you want to talk about sin in, in the human form. Now, I can't tell you about all of the, we've already talked about like the natural disasters and stuff. That's creation groaning. Okay, that's over there. All right. Creation is obviously fallen. It's groaning. Now we look at humanity and we've got to look at the state of our hearts. Our hearts are corrupt. Because sin entered the picture through our mother and father, Adam and Eve. Sin entered the picture. And if Adam and Eve wouldn't have screwed up, I promise you this, Micah Booth would have screwed up. Andrew Nelson would have screwed up, all right? Somebody would have screwed up along the line to enter the picture of sin. So now our hearts are fallen. And within our hearts, we are liars, we're fornicators, we're murderers. A whole list was there, envy, corruption. And you see that playing out in the world today. So the reason bad things happen is because we have sin in this world that is corrupting everything, fragmenting everything. So we need to turn to the one who conquers sin through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's how we overcome sin. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't prevent, it doesn't put us in bubble wrap and say, well, you'll never face a bad thing. It doesn't. But as Christians, we're reminded each time something bad happens. And sometimes we have to verbally be reminded. Sometimes we have to learn a lesson. But we are reminded that there is someone greater than this bad thing that we're in right now. And so um, that's, that's where I kind of wanted to, to hit with tonight and just kind of lay before our listeners tonight is the fact that um, sin is the overall answer to why bad things happen. And God is not sitting back hands off. God is not saying, well, I'm going to put this person through as much sin as I... God's not doing that, okay? God is in full control, and God has already conquered sin. He's victorious over sin. But every single day, he's allowing this thing to further corrupt and further fall into nothing. Is mercy upon the lost world to turn to his son, Jesus Christ. And that's kind of where I want to leave it tonight, Andrew. <clears throat> And that's, I think that's a good thought to go for the rest of this week and, and to share with everybody else whenever they come up and say, well, I don't know what this country's going to go to. I don't know what this world's going to. I don't know about this virus. We can understand that. But God is the conqueror over all of that. Jesus Christ is the savior of this world. And uh, if, if people don't turn to him, then they're going to go burn just like the rest of the world. And I don't say that lightly. I don't say that with a heart that's just full of stone. I say that to say that there is hope out there. You just got to turn to it. Yeah. So that's, that's right. where I fall on. So, so week one, we fall on. Why do bad things happen? Sin. Because of sin. And that's, that's where we go are. And, and so I hope that you go back. If you're just kind of catching the end of this, I hope you go back and 
dissect through that and, and, and sift through it. Anything you want to add on that, Andrew? Anything that sticks out to you? We hit no, a lot. But I, I do I do want to say this, like I, through, through the examples we were given, like if you're if you're in a time now that you're kind of questioning God, you know, why do these bad things happen? Give it time. You got to give it time. Be patient. There's a reason why he says be patient a lot. Yeah. Because <laughs> he knew that we we're going to be impatient people. Yeah. Uh, but give it time because you don't always see his plan when you're in the thick of it and you have all these questions. But yeah, this should drive you to get closer to him. Yeah. That's that's where you'll find answers. That's Absolutely. where you'll get. That's where you'll find. Oh wow! Well, you really you did intend this maybe for my spiritual growth or maybe so this other person could get saved. It was it's always for some benefit. That's right. That's right. And and something I've seen recently is is we as believers. And I think I heard it actually from Chandler, Matt, my boy. But you know, and you talk about a guy who was a preacher of the church, and then all of a sudden had you know he you've heard the story of how he had cancer in his frontal lobe, and and he came, went through this thing of we've got to learn how to suffer well as believers, suffer for the benefit of Jesus Christ, uh, or, or his name being spread, and so. That, you know, we're going to venture off in that, and we're going to talk about that as we get through um, some things that stick out. Right now, in my mind, I've got how um, God was trying to, you know, turn Pharaoh and Egypt over to, you know, turn their eyes to God but by sending plagues and things like that. So we may venture into that. We're going to talk about Job and anybody else that may stick out in our mind over this month of, of September. Um, and so um, I'm excited about it, man. I really love talking about this stuff and, and, and just coming to that conclusion tonight of, of how, you know, Jesus is, is the only hope over that sin, the conqueror over that sin. That's, that encourages me this week to, to, you know, share with other people. So good discussion, man. I hope that lifts your spirits. You came in here kind of tired tonight because you've, you've gotten what four hours of sleep. probably. I do have to ask this question. I have to ask this question because Rob the other day at church, he was saying, if you'll just eat a sandwich for lunch, I'll get you something good for dinner. What did Rob get you for dinner on Sunday night that was so good that he prom he promised now? I don't know. I'm gonna be honest, it wasn't monumental, uh, if anything. Uh, and that may be me and my forgetfulness, but I don't know. Oh. I, I don't know. Oh man, Uncle Rob did not come through <laughs> something. Oh man, but he promised. I mean, he was laying Hang on. Hang on just a second. Uh, I was. I'd been working on the on the Bobcat for seven, seven and a half hours straight, and they come rolling in from cutting grass at 8.30 at night, and I'm like, oh, man. So I'm pretty sure it was like cereal. Oh, uh, It was. God. It was. I remember now. It was. That was oh, last night. Come on. I should remember. God, I'm getting old already. I'm 22. Oh, on, I should Andrew. be doing this. No, you're just working too much. It's Labor Day. Take a break, brother. Golly. Uh, this will be like day four of 18-hour days. So, yeah. I can't wait to get back to school. I'm in vacation. <laughs> I'm in school. <laughs> Y'all pray for it. like nine, and I eat, <laughs> I eat at five. 
Well, I'm going to go do something that you're not, and that's go to sleep because I do have to get up early in the morning and go to work. But, you know, I, I've, you've got to go now put something on your truck, some type of apparatus and all this kind of stuff that you've rigged up and all this kind of stuff. So I, I didn't even understand it when you explained it, so please don't, again, because I don't not, get it. But I, I don't even know if I fully understand it now. I'm just questioning myself and my work. I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, man, I wish y'all could see just how – he looks like he has soot on his face. He's got a 5 o'clock shadow showing after having a naked face for so long. He's got a 5 o'clock shadow now. Shirt just a little bit just drenched and kind of stretched out at the at the neck. Hair all a mess. So, <laughs> anyways, Andrew, I love you, brother. Be careful going back to state tomorrow. And uh, as I say every single week, I miss you. I love the, uh, talking about this stuff with you, and um, I can't wait till. We're back together in the dump truck and talking more and, and, and sharing those stories and funny moments and all that kind of good stuff. But uh, I pray for you. I pray for all our listeners out there. I pray for that this this um, is just good content to, to give out to friends, to youth groups, to people, to whatever, um, to pass around that you know has been going through a hard time or just needs something. Um, that's what we want. It's free content. It's just two guys sitting together and, and reasoning together and processing things as an Enneagram one and an Enneagram five. Not that those are the biggest things, but we just are wired differently and we process these things. So uh, hopefully through it, you can find some truths to hang on to. I know I did tonight and I uh, always love your input, Andrew. So, all right, brother, you go out and get under your truck. And uh, I know there's no mosquitoes out there or anything like that. Just lighten you up. <laughs> You see it? I got a little. Oh, I'll tell you what I hate hearing. And everybody, everybody in Alabama can relate to this. It's hitting a little by your ear, and you're, you're like, you know, yeah, exactly. you know the and then you're slapping you're yourself. Yeah. 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 It's all over me. You know, you don't know where it is. Oh, wait. All right, brother. Well, you be safe. And uh, this is Mike and Andrew, the One to Five podcast. Thank you for checking us out. Follow us on Instagram at one to five underscore podcast. And my goodness, like and share. We love doing this stuff. So thank you all for listening. We'll check you later. All right, brother.